0: Four, get my shoes and out the door. Five, I'm alive. Six, seven, eight, feeling great. Nine, gonna shine. Life good. I'm doing fine. And gonna do it right and do it again. Yeah, yeah. I look the sky with all the beautiful color, but there's more than just for me, so gonna share it with another. Hey
1: everybody, and welcome back to this edition of Lingerie Lowdown. I'm Jim Williams, your host. And joining me is one of the most delightful of the presenters at Lingerie Lowdown, Mina Lee. She joins us from... California. You're a California girl, huh, Mina?
0: I actually, I um, grew up in California, kind of by Yosemite in a very rural little town. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, it got its first stoplight the year I graduated from uh, high school. So a very small town. And, um, but I ended up in in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, which is where I call home now. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it's really beautiful. I, I, I love living in California. It's got a little bit of almost everything.
1: Absolutely. It's beautiful up in that part of the country, the wine country of California.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Wonderful, wonderful place. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, what got you interested in, uh, being involved with, uh, lingerie lowdown.
0: Yeah, it, it actually, uh, I was very lucky. It happened really easily. And, um, and, and on my part, uh, though I did have to put a little bit of effort into it, um, I was kind of recruited. And so um, it's a great way to start something when somebody approaches you and says, do you want to be involved as opposed to having to chase them? Mm-hmm. Um, so I had started a, a lingerie Instagram account. Uh, I believe I started it in late 2016. And um, Kaylee Kay, who was a founding member of Lingerie Lowdown, um, had followed me and I, I believe I actually followed her as well, um, on Instagram. And, uh, she just reached out to me and kind of told me a little bit about the project and asked if I would be interested in, in sending a little test video over. And, um, previously to being involved in Instagram really heavily, I, um, actually streamed on Twitch, which is a, a video game streaming service.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And
0: so I I had a lot of um, video equipment already, a webcam, et cetera. And I was used to being um, on a cam. And so it didn't really frighten me to do a test video. I figured, hey, it's going to take me, you know, five, 10 minutes to do a little video. If they don't like it, no big deal um, because it's, you know, I have all the equipment. It's not like I have to invest in anything. Um, and so I just did a, a short a lingerie review and introduction to myself, and sent it over. Um, and then they said, Hey, this is great. We would um, love for you to be a part of Lingerie Lowdown. And so that's kind of how I um, was introduced and, and started uh, reviewing for them.
1: From a standpoint of um, lingerie and getting into that aspect, is it something that you liked from a design standpoint or? What interested you in all having to do with um, the business of developing lingerie and, and the entire mm-hmm. spectrum?
0: Yeah, so I came into lingerie in kind of a weird and roundabout way. Um, I the, the kind of full story is that uh, when I was a, a younger um, woman, uh, around 19, um, my mom got uh, breast cancer Um Spoil alert, she's totally fine, uh, breast cancer free for many years, so uh, don't get too worried. Um, but she uh, started out with stage four breast cancer, and it was very scary. And I um, kind of rebelled against all things lingerie uh, because I had somehow, I think as a, as a kind of a kid, I, I felt like betrayed um, by my own womanhood that uh, breasts could all of a sudden hide this terrible secret. And so Mm -hmm. for about, um, I would say, almost five years, I didn't wear a bra. I I just bought like super basic panties and I just kind of assumed the whole thing. I just kind of threw it out the window. And then um, as I started to get into design uh, and I started to get a little bit older, I realized, hey, I actually... Um, really like lingerie from a design perspective, and I started to want to wear it more. But having come from a place where I wasn't wearing it at all, I was no longer um, satisfied with the -the run-of-the-mill lingerie. It didn't fit my body well, it wasn't comfortable. And so I really started kind of pursuing designer lingerie for the first time, uh, mm-hmm. because I was just unsatisfied with what I saw on the market. And simultaneously I started going to design school and realizing that I really thought that lingerie was interesting from a design perspective. Now I haven't, um, done any serious designing or making of lingerie myself, though I mm-hmm. have, a. Uh, dabbled a little bit in designing and it was really quite fun and I would uh, love at some point in my life to pursue it a little bit more. Um, but that's kind of how I, I got into lingerie. It was kind of this two-pronged uh, attack, one from the design perspective and one from the perspective that I was no longer uh, satisfied or willing to wear lingerie that didn't fit me well.
1: And I think that that's probably a problem that many women have No. Yes,
0: yes. I, I fully uh, agree. I think that um, a lot of uh, women just wear one or two brands. And those one or two brands might not work for them or fit them very well. And so they spend the majority of their day uncomfortable um, in their underwear, which is just a horrible feeling. Um, and one that I am usually not willing to um, happen uh, have happen for myself. So I know, for instance, uh, Chantel Thomas, which is Uh, a great brand. And a lot of women uh, really love that brand. For me, the way the underwires are positioned um, right between my breasts, it presses into me really hard. And I get like an actual indentation on my sternum. If I wear that brand, I will never purchase that brand, but that brand might fit somebody else really, really well. It's just not a brand for me. Um, And so it does take some time to figure out, you know, what brands fit my body shape and um, also kind of appeal to my aesthetic. And I think One, people don't realize how many brands are out there. And so they don't necessarily do the research. And two, maybe they're just not interested in the research. And so they just, you know, stop at kind of the big names, maybe Agent Provocateur or uh, Victoria's Secret in the U.S. is really big. And it's just like, that's it. Um, But for me, I, I wasn't satisfied with that. Now,
1: you're someone who I know for a fact loves kind of a throwback. You're you're a, a woman who is very much of today, but also is someone who would have been just as comfortable in the 40s and 50s because of mm-hmm. your aesthetic. Uh, where did that come from?
0: Um, so I think there's uh, a few things. I um, It's kind of a multi-pronged approach again, um, but I uh, really, I think, grew up with a love of... Um, that style because of my grandma. Uh, My grandmother wasn't involved in a magic show. My great grandfather was a magician and um, the kind of showbiz and um, the outfits that went with it and the pictures that I got to see growing up and uh, a little bit of the dress up that I played uh, was very much of that era. Additionally, I didn't grow up with a television. I was kind of, um, my parents were hippies and I uh, had no television viewing station in my house at all. So no ability to see movies or anything. Um, But when I would go to my grandma's house, uh, we would watch old movies together Um, and So I really kind of, my introduction to glamour was not a modern day glamour. It was definitely an old glamour, uh, was what, uh, my introduction to glamour was. And then as I, um, grew older and started to become interested in burlesque in my, uh, late twenties, just thinking that it was, you know, very interesting and fascinating, um, one of the people that I really fell in love with in the burlesque scene is Dita Von Teese, who, of course, has that really beautiful uh, persona and style um, of kind of a, a bygone era as well. And so those, I think those kind of inform um, where I really uh, kind of love that that burlesque and, and kind of throwback feel. Now, that said, when I dress myself uh, every day, I am a very, you know, I wear... I do wear high-waisted jeans, but, you know, I I don't, I have a very light um, throwback to that era in my personal style, but it's something Mm -hmm. that I love a lot.
1: Oh, there you go. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a little bit of a secret, (laughs) secret thing that you like to get involved with. Tell you what, um, you know, we've got a bunch of Instagram questions. You've got so many Instagram fans. So if you don't mind, let's, uh, let's check out some of your Instagram questions. Absolutely. All right. Now you have a love for books and painting. Where'd that come from?
0: Yeah. So actually that really ties in nicely to what I was saying before about not having a television. So when I uh, was growing up and I didn't really have any um, digital forms of entertainment at all, uh, books was was really where I uh, found entertainment. And so I grew up Uh, As an avid reader, I was constantly walking around with a book. I was that cliche child that had a nose in a book at all times. I knew how to walk all around my campus without looking up from my book. It was kind of like my special superpower superpower feat. Um, And so that really kind of brought about my love of reading. And it's just continued to this day um, where I really connect um, with books as a form of entertainment as opposed to television or movies. Um, and then with painting, I've always just really enjoyed being creative, um, but I had not really settled on a form that I loved the most. Um, but recently I decided, you know, one of the problems with being a cr- creative person, but also um, perhaps struggling a little bit with perfectionism, is that a lot of mediums, if you, if you, grasp them or start trying to go towards them, you realize you can work on the same project for your entire life and never be satisfied. Uh, For instance, oil painting. I mean, you could work on an oil painting for forever. And so I realized I needed a medium that made me stop and wouldn't let me fuss with it a lot. And so I uh, tried um, watercolor for the first time and that was really the first time I really identified and enjoyed painting. And I um, just started it at the beginning of this year uh, and I just really love it. And I've been trying to uh, have a consistent painting practice as much as I can, uh, though with work and everything else, it doesn't always work out that way. I do my best to try to be creative uh, in some form um, most every day.
1: Well, let's look forward to uh, that first showing that you have in a gallery <laughs> in the greater Bay Area.
0: That would be um, awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, not bad, huh? All right, mm-hmm. let's go to the next Instagram question. And that is a, really a difference between, oh, say, a ninety-nine cent discount brand nylon, and the oh you know, twelve to thirteen dollar designer pair out of uh, the retail store.
0: Mm. So, I do think that there are tiers of stockings and nylons where <clears throat> they can kind of jump to a next level of quality. Um, unfortunately, I'm not intimate enough with pricing to know where that jump happens. And I think it's really, um, brand based. So I'm somebody it's kind of funny because I'm not necessarily like a person who loves wearing things that have a brand on them. In fact, if it has a logo or a brand, I generally won't want to buy it. However, Mm -hmm. I definitely use brands as, um, as a way to, uh, determine, Uh, quality. So if it's a brand that I know that has a lot of quality, I will continue to buy from it because I know that I can trust that quality. And so are there differences between brands and are those differences oftentimes reflected in price? Yes. Is it always? Uh, Not necessarily. Um, So where I personally seem to see the most difference is when I get up to like $20 uh, 20 plus dollars for a pair of stockings um, i definitely see a difference uh, in that tier and then of course you can go all the way up to wolford and i've had a pair of wolford stockings that i would wear and i had them for a, a couple years and they never run so i definitely see differences in tiers of um, of prices whether 99 cents versus maybe uh, 10 to 13 bucks will get you much of a difference i'm not sure that that I would know.
1: Okay, uh, now you're a businesswoman, so this next question fits you perfectly. Can lingerie be worn beneath business attire?
0: Yes, I I am somebody who doesn't really like rules, so I think lingerie can be worn under whatever. In fact, my favorite is to wear some of my beautiful, my most beautiful lingerie under some of my grungiest clothes. I think it's hilarious. It's like my own little secret. Um, I love it. Uh, and can it be worn under business attire? Absolutely. I think you have to take a little bit more care in picking out which lingerie that you are going to wear because you know, if there's heavy boning in it or um, a lot of texture on uh, the the bra or the panty, then you know, and you're wearing say a thin silk uh, shirt, it, you know it's gonna show through and you're gonna have to decide whether or not you like that. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to make a conscious decision about it. Um, but I have a lot of really beautiful uh, sets and I wear them on a daily basis. I'm not somebody who uh, just wants to purchase a lingerie and then put it in a drawer. Um, that's not my style. I buy mm-hmm. things specifically so that I can wear them and I wear them under anything that I'm wearing.
1: Okay. Now here's <laughs> one that says, depending on what country you're from, Panties are worn above or below pantyhose, mm-hmm. which is one is correct.
0: So that kind of, again, harkens to my, I don't like rules. <laughs> okay. I think that uh, it's really about the wearer's preference. Um, I am not somebody who would dictate which way it should be worn um, because it's really about what the wearer is comfortable with. And I don't personally feel like there is a correct or, or, or um, right way to do it. Personally, I prefer to wear uh, panties underneath um, the stockings because I feel like a lot of times the gussets in in underwear are cotton and a a little bit more uh, body friendly. And so my preference is to have that kind of shield, I guess you could say, between Mm -hmm. myself and the nylon. Um, but perhaps somebody else wears underwear that doesn't have that kind of body consciousness. And maybe the, the uh, stocking has more of that for them. Great. Not a problem. I think either one is totally fine.
1: Fair enough. Okay. Now we're going to, it's the team at uh, lingerie lowdown have given us some fun things here and we're just going to, I'm just going to ask you three or four Questions real quick, mm-hmm. and you give me a A or B answer, okay? One oh. or the other. are you ready?
0: Huh?
1: Tights or stockings?
0: Uh, stockings.
1: <laughs> black or nude?
0: Oh, that's so hard. Um, uh, black. Okay. Black. No, I she- want nude. <laughs> All right, that is fair enough. Sheer or opaque? Um, sheer. I think I'm on the sheer spectrum.
1: Okay. Agent Provocateur or Victoria's Secret?
0: Oh, if I have to choose between those two, I would say Agent Provocateur. Okay. Summer, winter? Oh, um, damn. <laughs> Excuse me. I think I'm probably a summer girl, but in the yeah. Bay Area, you know, there's not a lot of difference. <laughs>
1: right. You can say damn. That's all right. Don't worry. Okay. we are good with that. <laughs> Swimsuit or bikini?
0: Um, I'm mostly bikini. Okay. Had
1: bra or not?
0: Oh, not padded, for sure.
1: Bra, bralette?
0: Ooh, depending on the bralette, I will go bralette any day. But with my cup size, usually I have to go bra. Brief or thong? Brief, usually. Lace or floral? Lace, all the way. (laughs) Silk or nylon? A silk, 100% silk. (laughs) Okay, all right. So,
1: (laughs) what are some of the models who've inspired you?
0: Um... Oh, that's a, a great question, and I, I'm not sure. Do you think this is a a lingerie lowdown model type of situation, or yes. um, whatever whatever yeah. model okay. you you like. Yeah, so I have um I'm I really love Dita Von Vontis. I think she is just um, really inspiring in her um, uh, dedication to her brand and style. Um, I think that that is um, very Uh, something that I probably wouldn't be able to do. um, And I, but I do think it's really inspiring. Um, And I have had a lot of uh, really positive um, interactions with a a lot of the Instagram um, lingerie community. Uh, For instance, Kit and LeBeau or Purple Hazy Girl are some of the bigger ones that are in Australia. Um, But then there is like um, uh, a few in the UK, uh, like... um, Let's see. She models for Wear Wicked, uh, but I'm I'm forgetting her Instagram handle right now. Uh, but they're just really lovely and have kind of embraced my uh, lingerie account with open arms and really made me feel like part of the community right away, which I appreciated. And and they have many more followers than me, and I feel like they are um, incredibly open and um and and just uh, welcoming. So those um, more Instagram-based models have also been incredibly, um, inspiring for me, uh, in terms of mainstream models, I, I haven't really followed any, so I, um, wouldn't necessarily be able to give any additional <laughs> insight. Okay. Into that.
1: Don't worry about that. I, I think, I think you've done well, uh, <laughs> under that situation. Um, so are there, obviously you follow models on Instagram. What are the, give me a couple of models that, uh, you think people should be following on Instagram?
0: Um yeah, so Kitten LeBeau is a great one. Um she's just she'll help you plug into kind of the uh Australian uh Instagram model scene. Mm-hmm. Um and same with Purple Hazy Girl. Um she's great. Premium Honey is another really just lovely human. Mm-hmm. And I was uh lucky enough to um, meet her recently and just had a lovely time hanging out. Um and that's premium uh dot honey um is, is her handle. And then I'm actually I wanted to to look up um one the other one that I was talking about. Um because she is just really um inspiring and it's it's
1: I'll tell you what I will, I'll ask you a question and you can look her up while I ask the other the next question while you can think about it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Here's the question. And the question is Give me a few of your favorite items on Lingerie Lowdown that you have reviewed.
0: Ooh, that's a really good one. Um, so I have really enjoyed, um, some of the items that I have ended up purchasing for myself because of Instagram and then reviewing them on lingerie road Lowdown, and I've really loved having that opportunity to showcase kind of different um and maybe more fringe or, or small designers. Mm-hmm. And I think a real standout uh for that would be uh Sophia Luzon. So I have um uh I think reviewed one item, one set from her uh, so far, and we'll be reviewing another one from her. And I just think that she is a beautiful designer. Um, And I've really, um, I I was so happy that I found her on Instagram and was able to buy from her first collection. Uh, So that was really exciting. Um, On that same token, I uh, was uh, I purchased a bra from Taryn Winters, who is another small designer um, uh, out of Brooklyn and she's getting larger, but she's still a one woman show, which is just um, really an amazing feat. And that bra is like heaven. So I really enjoyed um, reviewing that. It, the, the materials that she chooses are just so stellar and so soft Um that it just is a real big standout. Um, but then I've also been introduced uh, to some brands from Laundry Lowdown, which is really fun. So I know there's a lot of Anne Summers um, pieces. Uh, I have never purchased Ann Summers for myself, so I had only um, been introduced to the brand through Laundry Lowdown, and that's always kind of fun. And the same with Blue Bella. Um, I've gotten some fun things uh, from Blue Bella that I would have never necessarily purchased for myself, but um, was then able to try on and review, and, and that was really fun as well.
1: Cool. So, did you find the Instagram account we were looking for before?
0: I think it's Wicked Jade. And okay. It's, uh, it's she does a lot of business attire with lingerie, um, and she has just such a fierce and amazing style uh, that I would uh, highly suggest uh, finding her and um, following her as well.
1: Hi. Okay. Highly recommend. Okay. Let's wrap things up, Mina, if you don't mind. With this, what are and this is some advice from someone who you know understands the business if you had to counsel someone on four items that they should have in their everyday, you know, um, rotation or something that they need to do that you think they should have, what are four or five items that are must haves?
0: And for uh, in lingerie yes. uh, specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think um, that having a really uh, lovely um, but comfortable nude bra is really kind of a, a, a must have. So this is something that should make you feel good when you wear it. So it should definitely be pretty. I'm a fan of always having your under things be pretty on some level because I feel like it's just a great start to a day to know that you're mm-hmm. wearing something beautiful. So it should be something that's really lovely, but it should also be something that you feel comfortable wearing under semi-sheer or very thin clothes um, Mm -hmm. that you know you can grab uh, in an instant and, and wear it. Um, so, you know, for some people that might be padded, for me, it's not. It's more um, uh, sheer or, or un, you know, unpadded, unlined, um, but that's just personal preference. So uh, a, a good nude bra um, and nude for whatever skin tone you are is really, I think, important. Um, and with that, you should have a panty that that matches. And if possible, um, having it be uh, more seamless is great because then you can put it on under any type of dress or wear it under any style of pant and it won't be a uh, seam. So something that doesn't cut into your skin um, or cut into kind of your, your um, smushy hip bits, we all have them. Um, that is something that is, is really important. So I think that m- maybe counts as one, but potentially counts as two <laughs> um, Okay, uh, for, for that One and Um, 1A. Yes. Yep, yep. So a set like that, I think, is really important. I think the set, um, a set that basically makes you feel like you're on top of the world is another, I personally feel like, is a must-have. So this is a set that makes you, you feel like you can own anything. So when you are going into work and it's going to be a particularly bad day or a hard day, or, you know, you have a battle in front of you. Um, that's the, that's the lingerie set that you grab for those situations, which is just kind of like your power lingerie. Like nobody can mess with me when I'm wearing this. Cause I know you're, I'm in charge. <laughs> your superwoman outfit. Yes, basically. Exactly. So I really feel like that is a must have because um, I think that there's something about the psychology of that that's really important for people um, mm-hmm. and for women, especially um, and especially if you're in a workplace environment where you kind of need all the help you can get. And that's um, that to me is a is a must have. Um, and then. I I really feel like having a pair of beautiful black stockings is just a great idea because um, a lot of times you'll be dressing to go out and um, we all tend towards black in general. And if it's colder or, hey, let's be real, you didn't wax your legs perfectly, um, it's just wonderful to be able to throw on a pair of beautiful black stockings. They're gonna make your legs look great. Um, If you wanna be a little bit lazy and just throw them on, that's perfect. You don't even have to paint your toenails. It's brilliant. So to me, a pair of black stockings, another um, must have. And then finally, I would say um, something that you feel really comfortable lounging around in at home. So whether this mm-hmm. is like a beautiful robe or maybe it's just a, you know, like a shorts and, and tank top that's of silk that just makes mm-hmm. you feel super happy at home. Um, or maybe it means that it's a bralette and panty set, whatever it means to you to have something that you can be at home with and wear that you think is pretty um, and comfortable and makes you feel cozy and happy. I would make that my fourth piece.
1: Absolutely fantastic. Mina, uh, absolutely important that we get your Instagram and any other social media accounts that you um, want people to follow you on.
0: Oh yeah, thank you for that. So um, my Instagram handle is the Invisible theinvisiblenow um, and uh, there's underscores between the and invisible and then again between invisible and now and now is spelled N-A-O. So um, more like a name and not um, a time. (laughs) So The Invisible Now is my uh, lingerie Instagram handle. Um, But I also have a painting account and it's called Painting Now. Um, Again, N-A-O and underscore between painting and now. Uh, So those are my two social media accounts. And then I have um, a website slash blog, um, theinvisiblenow.com no underscores. And um, when I can, I unfortunately do have kind of a crammed schedule, so I don't get to update it all the time. But when I can, I update that uh, blog with um, both lingerie and book reviews. Um, And eventually, as I expand my painting, um, there will be more uh, prints and paintings that you might be able to pick up from me if you're interested uh, through that website as well. So those are, are really where I kind of live online currently.
1: Special thanks to Mina Lee, our presenter. Well, thanks for joining us on this, our first edition of Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. I'm Jim Williams for the entire team at Lingerie Lowdown. We thank you very much for enjoying this show and hope you join us next time as we bring you the latest in everything having to do with lingerie right here on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Have a wonderful and safe holiday season.